Uh, so first of all, thank you for taking your time out today to, to speak to me. Um, we do play a lot of your songs here. I think the most requested are uh, Only Love, Too Shy, and, of course, The Never Ending Story. Um, and because they're all great songs to sing along to, what has been your favourite song to record? Ooh, to record. The recording process <laughs> is, uh, is, is a tricky beast, really. I mean, we, when, you know, with Kajigugu and the first album, um, kind of we were being guided by Nick Rhodes from Duran Duran, the keyboard player with Duran, who was co-producing, and, and Duran's producer, Colin Thurston. So they were kind of at the helm, like the captains steering the ship, yeah. uh, which was good because when you've got five personalities in a band and the drummer wants the drums louder and the guitarist wants the guitar louder, yeah. you know, you, you need someone who can crack the whip. So, um, I mean, I enjoy the process of Too Shy because we were in the countryside, this lovely, um, what they called a residential recording studio mm-hmm. where um, you would sleep, you know, and you would get up and they had catering staff that made food and, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was almost like <laughs> going away uh, on not on holiday, but it was exciting, you know, especially being our first album and just signed to EMI Records. So, yeah. And being produced by um, Duran's Nick Rhodes. So, ah, mm-hmm. oh, that's, that's going to be a hard one to beat. But then, but then, <laughs> you know, getting a call from Georgia Moroda was, to do the Never A New Story was pretty exciting as well. A bit like if you're an actor and you get a call from Steven Spielberg, I imagine. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember being very excited about uh, working with Giorgio. I knew his earlier work. Mm-hmm. I knew that he was a three-time Academy Award winner for film music. I knew all the Donna Summer records, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was pretty exciting. Now, for that one, I had to fly to Germany, to Munich, where Giorgio had a studio. Oh, yes. Yeah. He he was raised, um, he's Italian, Giorgio Moroda, it's Italia. <laughs> um, but he, he was raised in a small uh, place near the borders of Germany and Munich was the nearest big mm-hmm. um, uh, city. So yeah, he set up his studio there and, and I flew to Munich. That was pretty exciting too. So it'd be somewhere between those two, the, oddly enough, the two biggest hits. Mm. Yeah, and I think The Never Ending Story is one of the most loved films and also one of the most loved songs, I think, of the 80s. <laughs> and whenever you hear it, I mean, it gets played on, on some of the radio stations here in New Zealand as well. Uh, it comes on occasionally at work and you just find yourself singing along to it <laughs> all the time. Yeah, it's, it's very, it's very sing alongable, you know. <laughs> um, as a, as a, when you're doing the live show, yeah. Um, even if I do a one hour, if I do a one hour set, mm-hmm. uh, I'll only put in one slow number yeah. because generally you want to keep the audience up. So we tend to stick to mid tempo and up tempo, maybe one mm-hmm. slow number. Yeah. And that the weird thing about Never Any Story is it feels like a ballad, but it has all that sort of stuff going on underneath, and it's one one two six. BPM, beats per minute. Mm-hmm. So it's like a ballad with a beat. It kind of works on like two levels. It's it's a weird one. Mm. But uh, no complaints from my side. <laughs> <laughs> None from ours either. It's always great to listen to that one. 
Um, now you've got a new Christmas single out, uh, One Wish for Christmas. Um, yeah. What is the story behind this song? Okay. Um, so on my bucket list as a songwriter, I always wanted to write a song about London. Uh, I've lived in London most of my adult life. I've got some important memories there. I also thought there's about 20 songs about New York, but not that many about London. <laughs> uh, I thought I want, I had this personal challenge to redress the balance. Yeah. And and um, I always, on my, on my bucket list as well, I always wanted to write a song about Christmas, mm-hmm. but kind of, kind of thought that will never happen because everybody sang about a Santa and sleigh bells, um, <laughs> et cetera. Uh, then uh, eight years ago, I met the uh, pianist and singer from the Savoy Hotel in London, John Nicholl, mm-hmm. uh, and he does a lot of the jazz numbers. And I thought that would be a nice starting point for a song. So I, I said to him, do you want to get together and uh, have a songwriting session? And he happened to live uh, conveniently close to me in North London. Mm-hmm. And we, we got together and we wrote a song called London for Christmas, which was combining the two ideas on the bucket list so you had you've got the angle of london mm-hmm. into christmas and and that gave you a new way into christmas you know yeah. and then um and it came out and it, it 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 got some good reviews and and it did okay and a lot of people liked it but um it wasn't a big hit or anything mm-hmm. and then during this year the pandemic like most musicians i was twiddling my thumbs all gigs cancelled <laughs> And uh, I was thinking about the lyrics of "To London for Christmas" and how relevant they are this year. Yeah. How how they talk about all these things that we can't do, you know, go to the theatre, cocktail bar, go shopping, you know, all these nice boat trip on the Thames. And I thought, wow, the, those lyrics are so relevant this year. Called the guys, uh, co-writers and producer, and said, you know, let's revisit it. That was the idea to revisit the production mm-hmm. only. But it was during that process that I uh, got the idea for the title change. And when I thought of it, I, it just felt right. It just felt like the final piece of the jigsaw puzzle, really. So Lund for Christmas became One Wish for Christmas. Technically, you could argue it's taken me eight years to write this song, but that's that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it it's really is a moving song. And also the, the music video as well. It's so moving and haunting. Um, whereabouts did you film the the theatre scenes. So I live in Hertfordshire. One of the towns in Hertfordshire is called Watford. Mm-hmm. And they had this beautiful old theatre um, built in the early 1900s, the Watford Palace Theatre. Mm-hmm. And I just dropped them an email and I said, I know you're closed, um, but, you know, can we hire it for some uh, music video uh, footage? And I really expected them to say no, because we were actually in our second lockdown at this point. Yeah. But um, understandably, they needed the money. You know, they've got no income from box office or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, they said, you know, providing that we were, you know, we did all the COVID stuff with masks and everything. Yeah. Uh, and it, it felt safe. It was a really big space. But, you know, there was about 18 of us on the day with the, uh, the small orchestra and the dancers and the choreographers and the crew, you know. Uh, I'm glad you pointed out the video because I'm really proud of it. You know, when I saw it the first time, when the director sent me the rough cut, I was like, it took my breath away because 
I love the dancing, the old Hollywood style. It feels very romantic and warm. Yeah, very moving. I got goosebumps first time I seen it. Did you? Yeah, yeah. It's a really good video. Yeah. That's a good that's a good reaction. Can can I just mention where people can see it? Yeah, certainly. Yeah, just um go to lamal.com. Mm-hmm. Links you to the video or the single or me on social media, etc. Yeah. Um so does this Christmas feel any different from other Christmases before for for you especially you guys in, in England? Yeah. Yeah, I can't deny it, yeah. you know. I mean, um you know, I would normally, like everybody, I'd be going to bars and restaurants, meeting friends and family. Uh, that's not going to happen. I don't feel that safe indoors. I'm 61 now, and I used to smoke, and I've worked in nightclubs. I don't know how healthy my lungs are. I mean, I'm, I feel healthy as a person, but I just don't want to take that chance, you know, because we we just don't know with this virus. And we're, we're just around the corner now from... You know, it seems like there's light at the end of the tunnel. I think it'd be a real bummer to get get the virus now and <laughs> check yeah, out yeah. just just when the vaccines are around the corner. So yeah. I know I, I would send that message to everybody else. You know, as mm. tempting as it is, as as uh, even though it's Christmas, mm. you know, there's plenty more Christmases to come, yeah. and plenty more summers to enjoy. It's just not worth it. No. Because the in indoors the particles hang around for ages. Apparently, yeah. they have these yeah. like droplets go to the floor, and particles hang around for quite a while. And in a restaurant, of course, you've got to take your mask off to eat. So um, yeah, but of course, you guys down there, you can eat outside, can't you? Because it's your summer. Lucky yeah, you. yeah, definitely now, and, and thankfully, there's there's been no community transmission here for for about a month now. So. Oh great. Yeah. So you well um I'll think of you guys uh sat outside and you know what's the temperature there this time of year? Is it like twenty-five uh, or something? Yeah, twenty-five and then towards the end of oh, December, okay. early January goes up to thirty. <laughs> oh lovely, lovely. Yeah. Still be nice to have a white Christmas, so <laughs> one year I'd have to fly to England for Christmas. Yeah, it's not gonna happen there. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> Um, so, who were your who were your musical music influences uh, starting out? Um, my music influences, uh, all the early records I bought. I had such a mixture, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, growing up at home, we used to watch obviously all the lovely old films. There'd be the radio. There'd be pop hits. There'd be. Um, my mom had an Andy Williams album and he became my favorite crooner mm-hmm. because his TV show was really fun. Yeah. And I always thought it had such a beautiful voice, Andy Williams, yeah. just the tone was quite exquisite and his delivery, it made it look so easy, but I know as a singer myself, it's not. Yeah. You know, I, was, I mean, certainly he had a gift. Uh, we had a greatest hits by stylistics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember enjoying a lot of Motown. Yeah. So there was a lot of R&B uh, influence. Mm-hmm. But later on, I was listening to The Carpenters in my teens. I was listening to Barry White. Mm-hmm. I was listening to a jazz vocal group called the Manhattan Transfer. Oh, yeah. nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, and all, all of that 
was having some influence on me, you know. Yeah. I think main, mainly, you know, I mean, now I, my, my, you know, I've got one of the streaming sites on my phone and it's great, isn't it? Depending what yeah. mood you're in. And if I want a little sort of low key jazz, I might put on like Chet Baker in the evening or Ella Fitzgerald. Or um, if I go to the gym when they're back open, you know, I've got a workout playlist. Oh, as nice. you do. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, at the moment, I'm listening to my Christmas playlist, which has got a Cliff record on it. Oh, nice. <laughs> what, what, Cliff, what Cliff Christmas song? Of course, Mistletoe and Wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's a great song, that one. Is anyone, yeah, it is. Anyone today you'd like to duet with? Duet? Do a duet, yeah. Oh boy. Um gosh. Male or female? Either either. Yeah. Either either. Um I'm really really rubbish on names. I'm trying to think of this guy's name in America whose voice I love. Oh. Um Post Malone. Oh yes, Post Malone. Yeah. Amazing voice. There's one record of his I particularly like, and I can't remember the title. Um, and Faith, Paloma Faith in the UK, we love her. Yeah, she's got a good Yeah, voice. she's fun. She'd be fun to do a duet with. Yeah. Um, it's probably too late for me to do a duet with Cliff. And, you know, he's done so many anyway. <laughs> he's done one with Elton and one with uh, Olivia Newton-John and, yeah. and others. <laughs> so <laughs> He's even not long done one with Elvis. Oh, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How can I compete with that? <laughs> <laughs> Still would be good to hear you two together. You've both got really good good voices. So I think it would be a good match. Oh, I met Cliff. Um, well, first of all, when I was signed to EMI Records, Cliff mm-hmm. was on EMI. Oh, yes. So um, I remember in our first year, we were asked to go to the EMI conference. This was an annual event for all the staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the at the head office in Manchester Square, the party was the conference rather was held in the countryside, and they hired a, a big conference centre. And I came down um, my from my hotel room in the morning uh, to go to the conference, and mm-hmm. uh, there was only one one table left in the breakfast room, uh, one seat, and yeah. and it was um, next to Cliff, opposite Cliff. Yeah. So uh, I sat down and I can technically say that I've had breakfast with Cliff. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Did you, did you meet any, many other times throughout your career? Um, Well, after that, um, you know, it was great fun being on a label like EMI because, you know, I could go into the building and get loads of freebies. So, (laughs) you know, they they had, they signed Tina Turner, so I had Tina Turner records, they had Cliff records, they had Paul McCartney records, Duran Duran, Talk Talk, and others. Olivia Newton-John was on EMI for a while. So um, I used to love my freebies. And of course, the other freebie was um, sometimes you'd get invited to the concerts. So Cliff was playing at the, um, the what was it called then? The Hammersmith Apollo. Oh. It's called something else now. It's a venue in West London. And, uh, yeah, it, w- it was arranged for me to, um, to meet him backstage mm-hmm. before the show with my parents. Oh, wow. And now uh, you can imagine my parents who'd grown up with Cliff mm. from an early age, you know. 
Yeah. My 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 folks were so excited, and Cliff was, Cliff was, um, it was so sweet and accommodating, and we had pictures, and yeah, it was, oh, and it was a great gig, and I think that was the first Christmas. So this would be about '86, I think, when he released um, Mistletoe and Wine. I remember him saying in the audience, "Must have been November or something." And this is my new Christmas single, Mistletoe and Wine. I remember thinking, this sounds like a hit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what year What year did he release Mistletoe um, and Wine? Mistletoe and Wine. 85? 88. 84? 88, I think. 88? Yeah, 88. Yeah, because yeah, he had okay. saved his day in 90, yeah. Right. Well, that's that must have been the year I met him. Um and uh, yeah, he was very charming. Mm. I could go back even further than that, and I'll tell you another story. Um, I remember there was a song in the charts called Some People Can Love One Another. You know that one? Yeah. Some People. Uh, was that produced by Alan Tarney? Yeah, Alan Tarney had that one. Yeah. Yeah, Alan Tarney was great producer. I always had him on my list Yeah. Um, to possibly work with. But um, I was walking home to Pimlico in South London Mm -hmm. and I walked past the Victoria Apollo, massive venue, and it said, um, Cliff Richard tonight, live, here. So I I just thought, oh, that sounds like fun because I really like that song. And I was, you know, I was, this is before Kajigugu. I was only like um, 19 or 20 years old. So three years before Kajigugu record came out, I was aspiring. I was like entering in and out of demo studios and mm-hmm. studying the piano and um, and I was doing some theatre work. So uh, I was an aspiring performer and I just went to the box office and I said, uh, do you have any tickets for tonight? And she said, standing room only. And it wasn't that expensive. Yeah. For standing room only back in those days <laughs> <laughs> and I said oh okay I'll take it and uh, the standing room only area it, it just seemed to go really close <laughs> to the front so suddenly I'm yeah. you know I, I I don't think I've been to a proper gig before mm-hmm. and and you you really get the atmosphere you, yeah. you know there was so they were so excited the atmosphere was incredible really electric Mm-hmm. Watching Cliff perform uh, was inspiring. I it just I thought, yeah, this is what I want to do. Yeah. You know, watching him did a great show, and right. um, I think the the uh, the duet with Olivia had been a big hit as well, which was such a class record, mm. such a class record. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I must say, I love your Christmas tree in the background. It's <laughs> it's really cool. <laughs> We like it too, thank you. Yeah. Well, you know, everybody does red. We thought we'd do blue. Yeah, they do. It looks quite nice. It stands out quite well. <laughs> uh, so if, if COVID uh, goes out of the way next year, do you have any any plans for 2021? Yeah. Um, hopefully all the gigs will come back, you know, after the vaccine rollout, maybe spring. Um Everything was cancelled from March this year uh, or postponed until next year. Normally, I travel a lot with gigs because um, they have 80s events now all over the world. Mm, And uh, 
Last year in America, three big TV shows used my music. So you had um, Too Shy was in uh, Black Mirror on Netflix, which was, uh, yeah, episode Bandersnatch. Mm -hmm. And then American Horror Story, season nine, another big show that used Too Shy and actually had an actor playing Lamal. And oh. I get bumped. I got bumped off by one of the supernaturals while Two Shy was playing in the background. <laughs> so uh, oh, wow. it's, it's a fe- feather in my cap. Apparently, it's quite a it's quite a, an accolade to get bumped off on American Horror Story. <laughs> and I knew I knew I was doing the I was doing okay when my 21 year old nephews were WhatsApping me going, "OMG, <laughs> oh, American Horror Story!" Suddenly, I was cool with the kids. Uh, <laughs> uncle cool uncle for for a while there and um which is nice always yeah. nice because uh, you know most of the time they just ignore you because they're in their own world yeah uh, and then um in another show called stranger things uh the season three finale they use never ending story and that's the, the streams of the song went up from uh one three hundred thousand to 1.5 million um wow. yeah after the broadcast yeah. it was incredible wow. um so yeah so that's been very encouraging mm-hmm. the you know the usage of the old music and it's kind of made people interested in you know that's why i've been back in the studio really because i saw the responses to that and i thought well let's see if if anyone's interested in hearing something new from me yeah definitely i think 80s is is there's so many, so many good music in the 80s as well. And they're starting to do the 80s tour here in New Zealand. I think they started it a couple of years ago, and that's a big hit over here. So hopefully one day we'll get to see you here as well. I hope so. Um, I came to Australia in 2016 and did an 80s tour. Mm-hmm. I think it was back to the 80s or something with Terry Nunn from Berlin. Oh. Um, you Take My Breath Away, their song. Yeah. Just a Georgia Moroder track. Um, who else was on there? Katrina from Katrina and the Waves. Um, who else did we have? Uh, Canadian. Oh, what's that Canadian act called? Uh, oh, I can't remember. A Martika, Tin Sol- Toy Soldiers. She was. She was there. Yeah. So, and I don't know why the promoter didn't take it to New Zealand. It would make sense. I mean, we've all we've come all that way. Maybe he was hoping that. The New Zealand people would fly into yeah. Australia because it's not that far, right? What is it, an hour's flight or something? Uh, yeah, and a half to hours. Yeah, Max. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you, do you get do you guys like commute a lot between Australia mainland and New Zealand? Uh, yeah, a lot of business people do that, and then if you want to go over for maybe a, a few days for the weekend, yeah, it's not too yeah. far. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, at the moment, <laughs> we can't go anywhere, so. Yeah. No, not worth it anyway. Uh, it won't be long. Won't be long. No, definitely not. Um, so I'd like to thank you for for taking your time out to speak to me today. It's been a real pleasure talking to you. And yeah, long may your music continue. Thank you. Thank you very much. Have a great Christmas. Stay safe. You too. And and uh, yeah, keep playing that Christmas song, please. Yeah, definitely all the time. It's such a great track. Yeah. Brilliant. So thank you so much. All right. You're welcome. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Thanks. Bye.
Bye.